Yes, yes, welcome. Welcome, petty peeps, to Dangerous Misinformation. Uh, I don't have a cool intro yet for the new podcast name. So for now, welcome to Dangerous Misinformation, the only podcast in the world we love. Everybody, we make fun of everything. And uh, mic check, one, two, one, two, there we are. Had to give a give her a little little bit of a a uh, little bit of a uh, a boost. I was thinking of a, a word that insinuates something hot, but kind of like the Texas weather hot, heating up the microphone because uh, it was not loud enough for your misinformation loving little ears. Thank you for tuning in. If you have not told somebody about the podcast yet, please do so if this is your first time here. Welcome. Uh, greeting you with um, big, open, wide German misinformation spreading arms. Because we have the right to bear them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah, let's get into it. Let's make some fucking enemies, dude. And I just swore. Automatic demonetize, but that's okay because we're not monetized on YouTube right now. So close, but uh, it really doesn't matter, dude. Um, speaking of being monetized on YouTube, eventually, and making some enemies... Um, I got called arrogant the other day, and I'm sure I get called that a lot behind my back. And um, it kind of bothered me, right? Because I don't like it when people are arrogant. To me, arrogant means somebody that thinks that they are better than others, okay? And that is annoying. Somebody that just automatically places themselves... Above individuals for doing nothing or kind of has like a delusional uh, sense of entitlement, for instance. Yes, that is somebody that I would call arrogant. Um, but some when people have high opinions or standards of where to hold themselves... Like, I realized I got to put in a ton of work, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to be very wealthy one day. I'm going to be extremely famous one day, and I'm going to have a ton of influence someday. Does that make me arrogant? No. Who would I be to be sitting here and think or say anything else? Why the fuck would I buy this camera equipment? Why the fuck would I buy this audio equipment? Why the fuck would I even be sitting here talking about anything if I didn't in some way believe in myself? If I didn't think I was worthy of those things, if those weren't things that I wanted, why wouldn't I just go get a job at a CrossFit gym and tell people to throw a giant ball on the ground? Does that make me arrogant? I don't know. I don't care. Do I think I'm better than some bullshit job that serves nobody, especially myself, where I'm just making some lizard person more money? Yes, I think I'm better than that. So... Um, I, I, I get you, you can like it or leave it. I don't care. I'm so beyond the point of like censoring myself or caring or trying to act humble or do any of this shit. I don't give a fuck. Just get with it, get lost, but then also don't ask me for shit. You know what I mean? When the day comes, it might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be next year. It might not be in two years. Uh, who knows? Who knows what the fuck's going to happen? We got a lot of time ahead of us. Let's just assume the lizard people allow the world 
to stand for just a little bit longer and butthole Biden doesn't get us nuked off the face of the earth because he pisses off Putin or some shit like that. I'm going to make it. Like, it's just not an opinion. It's just a fact. It's just a matter of time. Like, the levee's got to break. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't keep certain forces down for too long. And do I sound arrogant sound of this? Maybe. I don't know. Probably. Yes. If you don't believe in yourself, that's your fault. Go look in the mirror long enough and do whatever you got to do to sit there and be able to say, yes, I'm going to be really successful in what I'm doing. Because if I don't think that, why am I even doing it? Let's say if you're a musician, right? If you're a musician, you don't think, I, I, I'm going to make the best song anybody's ever heard. Why the fuck are you even making music? If, 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 if you want to know about the biggest lie in the world, it's a humble artist. It's not. You talk to any comedian, an actor, a painter, anybody doing anything creative that involves the public, uh, public perception or feedback, we're all psychos, dude. We're all psychos. We just want somebody to say, good job, because somebody didn't say it to us enough when we were kids. But then some of us get lost in these things and very insecure and too reliant on people's opinions. And then if you work really hard on yourself, you feel good about yourself. And even, I don't know, it's this big loop. You know what I mean? You want people to love you, but then people are inevitably going to hate you. And you just can't give a shit. You got to stay true to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Um... Anyways, I've also been getting shit about uh, changing the name of the podcast and my handle so much, uh, but I'm just I was just figuring it out real time. You know, we're we're not doing things big time yet, so the masses doesn't have to adjust. So I have to tweak these little things to make the brand as yada yada as possible. And um, if you're following me closely, you know, oh, you changed your Instagram name back to Lord Petty. And that is because I met two beautiful women last weekend who said, oh, you're Lord Petty. Not that they were trying to screw me or anything, but they just knew the name. They didn't recognize my face or anything. They just said, oh, you're Lord Petty through six degrees of separation. And I said, yes. And that's when I realized if I change the brand now, I'm going to have to start that all over again. But it is okay to change the podcast name because the podcast name is more productive than I keep my IG handle, uh, Lord Petty, because you know, like two chains calls himself hair weave killer. Drake calls himself champagne poppy. So I can be Rodney Smith, the guy from dangerous misinformation with the handle of, uh, Lord Petty. That's okay. We can do whatever we want. We're just moving. We're fixing things real time. And if you think that's a crazy concept, just think about this. Stone Cold Steve Austin's name was Chili McFreeze before Stone Cold. He said he wanted a name with something cold, and they called him. He was Stunning Steve, and then he was the Ringmaster, and then he was like Frosty McBallsack or something. Uh, Chili McFreeze, and then he finally went... And he turned into Stone Cold drinking beer. So we're all just evolving, dude. Kind of like the lizard people when the eggs hatch, they got to evolve under the reptilian red lights. I'm just evolving with my pasty skin right in front of you. And um, it just is what it is, dude. We're learning every day. I'm learning every day, and I appreciate you coming on this journey with me. Because I'm just trying to figure myself out. We're all just trying to figure ourselves out. Anybody that says they got themselves figured out, don't trust them. I got super sucked into the fucking Titanic recently. And uh, this has been something because I'm kind of autistic and I got stuck on stuff on, on a loop until I uh, figured it out. But I was thinking, I went back and watched the movie too. Great movie, by the way. Um, 
which also ironically there's two references of that movie in my book um which is i i just remember that because i remember when i was i don't know for some reason i'm obsessed with the titanic that's really gay uh but yeah i think it's because that's the only vhs that we owned when i was a child and my mom went me to go took me to go see it in the movie theater and it was like overwhelming excuse me and uh, yeah, so anyways, when that uh, submersible went missing, I got super sucked into the Titanic again. And I watched the movie and I was wondering, okay, when I was watching the guys, right? When I was watching like, because I wouldn't have been a first class passenger as, uh, I wouldn't have been a male first class passenger at the point I'm in life, right? I would have probably been a third class passenger. And I was wondering to myself, because I don't know. I don't know. Maybe ask yourself this. Would I have been the person to just grab a bottle of booze and just go out like a fucking G and just be like, you know what? This bitch is going down. My wife and kids are safe. It's just, it's just my turn. I'm going to take this on the chin. There's no reason to fight in it. This was God's plan. Or was I going to be a fucking G and just fight for my life until the last chilly fucking stone cold second? Would I've tried to like knock a bitch off a door and then stay on it and go after a lifeboat or try to threaten somebody and just start taking fucking ropes and mauling women and children with them to get on a boat myself? Or would I have just taken it like a G? I definitely wouldn't have done the boat thing. I'm just being funny with that. But I just wonder how if I would have fought until the very end or if I would have just went out like a fucking gentleman and i don't know what would you've done let me know i'm really curious i'm really curious to uh match people's like faces and their my perceived uh, personalities of them with what they would do in that situation because um i'm trying to figure that one out um uh, dude i just went up to speaking of boats i went up to washington for the fourth of july which was a fucking blast okay and uh, shout out to Illuminati Jade for um, being my best friend in the world and buying me a plane ticket because I was some serious G shit. Because uh, I was going to fly up there and the, there, I couldn't find a ticket under a thousand bucks. And I quit my job like two, three weeks ago and I had to pay rent that day. I owed $2,000 of uh, uh, tuition. And so it's like, I'm not about to spend you know, five grand right now. And so uh, I decide, you know what? I'm going to, I'll drive up to Washington because then I'll have my little lesbian car and I can go visit my friends. I can go see my cousin, Steve. I can go see Gator at the swamp and go, you know, do my thing. See my, see my beloveds, which unfortunately I didn't get to see them. And I got to, uh, I got to make sure to reach out to them with them. No, I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. There were no fucking rental cars. And then I don't want to tell my dad, Hey, I know you want to see me right now, but can I take your truck to go drink beer with my buddies? It's a weird position to be in, but now I feel like I let them down, but I didn't want to let my dad down. And I'm always just letting somebody down. Somebody's always mad at me no matter what. So I tried not to get mad at anybody. I always try to assume people aren't trying to piss me off. But anyways, uh, I actually, so I decide I'm going to drive up there, right? Shout out to Alan. We changed the oil on my car. Well, we did that a little bit before, but oh my God, dude, these people just keep calling. 
Stop distracting me. I could put my shit in a uh, uh, pilot mode or whatever, but that would be too smart when I'm recording a podcast. Who would do that? Anyways, Jesus Christ. Uh, the day comes, I start heading north to Denver because I was going to go visit a friend in Denver, stay there a night, and then uh, shoot off to War- Washington. So we're looking like a th- three-day trip, okay? <laughs> three-day trip. And I actually really enjoy being on the road. I think being on the road is really fun. I actually briefly thought about becoming a over-the-road trucker just so I could get the fuck away from everything and everybody and like write my book and shit in the back of the truck. And uh, But I th- saw the realities of it, and uh, man, those guys are very underappreciated. And those hours are crazy. You're basically working like 60 hours for you know, 60 hours a week making like 65 grand a year. And for me, it's just more of an experience thing anyways, because I know I'm going to be rich and famous. So I don't really give a shit about what kind of money I make from these jobs. I just do them for experience, honestly. Um, But so I'm going to drive up to Washington in my car, right? I drive eight hours north and I get to, uh, what's it called? I forget, some, some bumfuck shithole in northern Texas, okay? Somewhere where they would film like Friday Night Lights where all they got is high school football and truck stops, okay? I get about eight hours north and it's 4th of July weekend and I think, I, I've traveled the whole Southwest in my car. Some of the best times I've ever had were just traveling the Southwest, staying in hotels, Airbnbs, hooking up with strangers. I'm kidding, that never happened. Um, and so I get to bumfuck Texas. Okay. And I go to check in in my hotel and it's $400. I was like, what? $400 for this holiday Inn express. Like, yeah, well the 4th of July weekend. And I get on my phone and I start looking. I'm like, oh my God, I got three more days of this minimum plus gas. And the further North you get, like all of a sudden now you're getting into like five bucks a gallon for gas. And I'm like, I could have just flown. I'm going to spend more driving and I'm going to be in the car for three days. I'm already eight hours north of home. <laughs> and then uh, my buddy Alan rightfully was like, dude, you're the only person I know that would go on a road trip without checking, uh, without checking hotel prices first. And I was like, yes, I know. That's, like, that's my toxic trait is I'm, I'm so spontaneous. I get an idea in my head. I'm like, yep, let's go. I'll figure it out. I'm smart. I'll figure it out. No matter what it is, just throw it at me. I'll figure it out. But then I'll, I'll get in a situation where it's like, I don't want to figure this out. I got to uh, regroup on this one. So I get the hotel the first night and then uh, I, I look, you know, I tell my friend in Denver, tell her I, I can't make it. And then uh, I felt bad because that's twice now. And then uh, I, I got to turn around and then I go to this just like dingy, dingy little... Um, What's it called? Burger King, right? I'm sitting there in Burger King eating these two little sloppy burgers and I, and I text Jade. I say, uh, you know, kind of what I told you earlier. I don't think I gave her all the excuses. I just said, hey, I'm about eight hours north from home. I'm realizing this is just going to be a time and financial burden to drive up there. I'm really sorry. I was really planning on it, but I just don't want to spend $2,000 on hotels and gas to you know, have to do the same thing coming back again too. And, uh, and she just says, Oh love, what's your driver's license information? 
because she's a red coat and she just wanted to have some Americans there for the 4th of July to feel better. And then uh, she just like uh, bought me a plane ticket. Two days later, I was on a jet and I had a really, I have a really hard time accepting things, but um, I had a talk with somebody a while back and they're telling me about just like, and I'm still like that. I think it's because I kind of had to tiptoe around the house when I was a kid. My dad always made sure to let everybody know, this is my house. You're a guest in my house. So I feel really weird being a guest in people's house and I feel really weird accepting things from people. I'm not blaming my dad for it. It's just kind of how I'm wired and I'm, I'm working that one out. Uh, but so I took her offer because she's in the Illuminati and she probably just made a phone call. She probably um, didn't have to do much. She probably just made one phone call and said <laughs> to somebody. Um, and then, yeah, I was in Washington and uh, we had a great 4th of July and uh, Seattle's just so beautiful. It's such a it's such a sad thing to me. And maybe I'm biased because it's my home, you know. And I posted some. If you go on my Instagram, you can look. I posted some pictures and some videos from Seattle. And it is absolutely insane to see like some of the houses and the shit that they have in their front yard. It's like you you tell these people anything. If it comes on the news and it becomes some some sort of a, a if 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 the social climate goes. I don't know. It is bad to paint your house. None of these people would paint their house. Not like any of them would know how to paint a house in the first place, but they just gobble everything up. Like we went to the aquarium. I wanted to go to the Seattle aquarium because I like going there when I was a child. And uh, we go to the aquarium, uh, Cass, Jade, and I, and there's a big thing on the wall, like a fucking fish, right? With a, with a trans flag. And it's saying, providing a conser conservatory or conserva, whatever, conserving fish life for all. Basically saying that they're looking out for uh, all the fish. But a friend of mine, she actually works at SeaWorld, and I sent her that Snapchat. And uh, she explained to me that fish are very inclusive, that basically a lot of fish are hermaphrodite and can just do whatever, and like everything in the ocean just fucks each other. And that's why the, I think that's why the ocean's salty, bro. Because all the motherfucking gay fish. Anyways. Um, yeah, Seattle's crazy. And then I had a, I had a pretty wild experience, okay? Uh, it was like one of my last nights in Seattle. And then Jade, who uh, likes watching people struggle because she's an Illuminati lizard person. She has the brilliant idea that we should go to a... Uh, it's called Club Sapphire, okay? You can Google it. Club Sapphire in Seattle. And what it is, I don't know if it's technically called a swingers club. I guess it would be a swingers club because you can't get in there without women. And um, I actually had the shits that night, okay? So I'd been away from home. I have a certain diet and a certain regimen and certain things that I do, okay? And so I was out you know, somebody's house the whole time. And I was like, man, I haven't, I haven't taken a good shit in a while. So I went out and I bought some prune juice. I was like, I'm staying in tonight. They went out because they went out with, uh, Captain Big Dick's dad to go get who's Jade's fiance. They, they went out with their parents to like go get expensive sushi shit. And I, I stayed home and I was like, okay, they're doing their thing tonight. I'm going to drink a bunch of prune juice and blow up their toilet. Like, uh, they didn't just buy me a plane ticket and let me stay in their gorgeous house. Um, so anyways, 
Jade calls me or texts me while they're gone saying, hey, we're going to come pick you up in 25 minutes. And I go, Jade, my love, my, my, my asshole's about to explode. And she said, no, you'll be fine. She's like, we're going we're gonna to go to the club. There's plenty of toilets. And I'm like, oh, God. And I don't feel a rumbling yet, and I didn't drink like a whole glass. of. I just drank a little bit thinking it's going to, you know, wake me up or whatever. Wake up the bowels. And uh, so I throw on a blazer. I throw on some, 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 uh, some uh, not slacks. You know, I throw on just like a, like a sport coat suit thing. And uh, I'm ready to go to the club, right? But it turns out this club, as I said, is, is a sex club. It's where people go with other couples and they all go fuck each other. Or you can just go in there and watch. And so um, Jade's telling us, like, no, it's, it's hilarious. And everybody is of the same. We're like, no, we're not going to go there and fuck people. But we can go. They got, like, these voyeur rooms where you can just sit there and watch people <laughs> have sex. And... Uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, I wanted a good story for the podcast. So I was like, all right, let's do it. So we go. So it's me and, uh, and so Captain Big Dick stayed behind. So it was actually, it was me and just three beautiful women going to a swingers club. Okay. And so obviously they're ushering us in with open arms and then I lie. So then two of the girls say that they're a couple. And then me and this other girl say that we're a couple. Cause like I said, single guys, can't just go in. You got to have to be with at least one woman, which makes sense. Otherwise the place would just be filled with fucking creeps, which it is anyways. Okay. Which is funny because I'm going to get more into this, but it's always like the most promiscuous people are always not attractive, which makes me think like, are you so horny? You don't have time to work out or you don't have time to, you know, like if you're a four and you work out consistently, you can be a strong six. You know what I mean? But, uh, okay, so we go to this place, you know, we're all, they're all wearing nice dresses. I'm wearing my shit. And I say this very humbly. Okay. And I'm talking about them, not me, but we were definitely the most attractive people in there and walking around a fucking sex club with three beautiful women where everybody else is like a five was the most uncomfortable feeling I have ever experienced. Okay. Because I could feel, I could, I mean, I can read dudes, you know, I can read rooms, I can read body language. And I just feel like, I feel like a fucking indirect steak. I can just see all these people just staring at us. And I was like, ugh. and the, and, and when you go to a place where people are there to fuck, it's a, it's a different vibe versus just being in a bar. You know what I mean? When you're in a bar and you're with the bad bitches, it's like, that's, that's a cool thing. But when you're in a sex club and you're with all the bad bitches, then it's like, okay, I'm, somebody's about to come put their, their dicks in our faces and I'm scared. But uh, it's kind of like Disneyland where when they first let you in, you have to go watch a video. Like you have to, you have to make a membership. So my picture is somewhere in some database right now. I mean, a girl I'd never met before. Our picture together as this make-believe couple is in some database that we're swingers. Um... And they take you in this back room and they make you watch a, a video about how to behave in there. And it's like this old guy in the video and some chick with, and they're just talking about like how this is where Seattle's sexiest singles hang out. And you just see fucking stretched out tattoos and hangy titties and wrinkly ball sacks in the video. You know what I mean? They're talking about. 
And they're so like casual about all the haram going on. They're just like, oh, well, you have to wear a condom. But if you don't wear a condom, that's okay. As long as you get consent. Like, yeah, no shit, dude. And uh, telling you like where to, that if you walk into certain rooms, you have to take off certain amount of, everything was actually very logical for being a bunch of perverts. They were pretty on top of it and pretty logical. And it seemed like a pretty good business model. Not going to lie. Um, even though, I don't know, like with the internet, if you're a swinger, it's probably really easy to just find other people that want to bang. Um, I don't know. So anyways, we go and watch this Disneyland ride video and they say, okay, are you ready to go in? And we go, yes. And as soon as I get up, call back, my stomach just, and I'm like, oh no. So I go out back to the bathroom, right? And I just fucking diarrhea, just, just annihilate. Like there was probably shit stains on top of the toilet seat at the sex club. And I was like, okay, uh, this should be interesting. And usually when that happens, there's like a good two or three rounds of it. But I think because my nerves were so on edge, uh, it just all just flowed right up out of you, boy. And so then I come back and then I come back and, um, uh, the girls are already inside, so I go and find the girls, and we're sitting there, and we're just watching this chick strip. And they have a bar, but they don't serve any booze, which is probably a good thing, because, again, single guys go in there and just get hammered and just try to gangbang girls, which, I don't know, maybe they should make a gangbang club. Who knows? Um, and so I say, well, if we're here, like, let's at least go walk around. Like, I at least want to see this place, because we're just sitting in, like, the very first portion of it where the bar is, and people kind of mingle, and... Like I said, there's stripper poles and shit like that. It's like, I want to go in the back. I want to go see where, I want to go see where the, 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 the shit's going down. Oh my God. My cat's just meowing at the door. Kitty, calm down. I'm talking about the sex club. All right. She's very clingy right now. Cause I was gone for a week and it's been really adorable. Cause since I've been home, uh, she just won't leave my side. Like I can't sit down for more than two seconds. She'll just be on my pasty lap. But, uh, so anyway, so we go in the back and then we see the chick that was on the stripper pole. We say hi to her and then, uh, we hook the corner, we hook the corner and there's like showers. There's a curtain and then there's showers, like common area showers where like there's just naked people showering. And then there's this really tall, like big kind of like palm tree looking white bitch like behind so we're because we're walking really slow right and i'm in the back so the three ladies are in front of me and i'm in the back and we're walking through and then these people kind of uh close the distance behind us like i said it was this 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 fucking big bitch this avatar behind me and this like short fat black guy with hangy titties and he like had his shirt on <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and they're walking behind us and then uh well one of the girls goes, oh, uh, yeah, sorry, we, we've never been here before. And like, go, go ahead. And like, oh, no, it's all right. And she's like, well, maybe you should lead the way. And then both of them are just like, oh, no, no, just go ahead. Like, go check it out. And it was so gross to me. It was so gross because I could tell that they wanted us to, you know, if I, I don't like it when people are trying to like lead me into something, you know, and felt like then these people were leading us in. But so, oh, so I forgot to mention. So when we walked in, the place looked pretty fucking dead. Like the main area was just kind of not a lot of people were there. We thought, oh, we came on a really slow night, which I guess they said we did come on a really slow night, okay? And then so we're walking through the rooms where they got like bunk beds and the things, you know, where they 
tie people up by the wrists and the feet and do God knows what, like BDSM shit and stuff like that. And nobody was in these rooms. Like, oh, this is a very slow night. Too bad. But then we get to like this, this blacklight room, I guess, you know, where it kind of looks just like a nightclub with a bunch of flat surfaces everywhere. Bro, there was like a hundred people having sex, okay? And I don't know if it was way less and there were just mirrors in the room, but everywhere I looked, there was just fucking. And then there was one, and then we were just, and we're still fully closed and we're in there. But the rule is if, as soon as you go in there, if you stop, you got to like take your clothes off, you know? And I'm like, I'm not about to stop right now because I don't want to get naked because I look over and I see this one girl and she just goes, and then you just see all these old fat people just fucking everywhere, dude. It was disgusting. Think about their washing machine. Think about the guy that has to clean their washer, like cleaning all those jizz towels, dude. I, I worry running my jizz towel. I just don't need to have sex around other people. I'm introverted enough to where I'm okay just hanging out by myself or like with one of... I definitely don't need to fuck around other... Cat, shut up. I love you, but stop. Love you, kitty. I don't need to watch people fuck. And I don't need to have people watch me fuck. Anyways. Uh, wow. Uh, this is the longest podcast episode we've done in a long time. Should we just keep it rolling? Huh? I'm kidding. Half hour should be good enough. A half a hour should be good enough. Uh, I think I've no idea what I talked about on this podcast episode. So that probably means it was a good one finally. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please leave a rating. Please leave a review. If you have not already, tell a friend. Uh, again, I really appreciate you. Go pick up my book, The Petty Principles. Go uh, pick up some merch. Do something, dude, But or don't. I just appreciate y'all being here. Feels good. Love y'all. Deuces. <laughs>